0: Yeah, you get it every time.
1: And if you love the fillet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba 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 ba.
1: Now a word from our sponsor, Better Help. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, better help is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient. It's accessible. It's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com/swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com/swish.
2: Welcome to Swish and Flick, an All Potter podcast.
0: Wish and Flick, everyone. Swish wish and Flick.
1: Swish. Hello and welcome to episode 60 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm Sarah. And this episode is sponsored by Kendra Walsh. So thank you, Kendra. Thanks, thank Kendra. you. Today we will be discussing chapter 18 of... Go ahead.
3: I was just moving my water, but, but I need oh, you. Oh, ooh, there it very is.
1: Of Harry <laughs> Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Moony, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so make sure that you've read the chapter and you are ready to uh, maybe backflip into the details <laughs> before we begin. I like that. You like that? Yeah, we're f- we're just freshening up just a smidge, yeah, a little variation. So let's go into some weekly profit news. I am just looking at the website. Like little, what do you call that? Like a name, title, whatever.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It's like a, a verbal thumbnail. Pssh. A verbal
4: thumbnail. Oh my a God. <laughs> thumbnail. Uh, uh, hold on. Uh, on. Thumbnail's usually a, verbal. It's a verbal uh, thumbnail. No, they're a picture. Oh, okay. All righty. So the weekly profit <laughs> of this week is that Dan Radcliffe is returning to Broadway. And I
1: actually. Woo-hoo! Is he going to be. Um, Close. Harry? In the. The nude. Oh.
4: <laughs> it was going to be close. Uh, I don't think so this time. Unfortunately, we missed our chance when he was in Equus. <laughs> I'm <for okay. laughs> um, This was actually announced a while ago, and I missed it, and I'm bummed that I missed it. That's okay. But it hasn't started yet. Okay. Actually, it will have been started for three days by the time this episode comes out. Oh. But... um. He is going to be on Broadway in the p- world premiere of The Lifespan of a Fact. It's a play that follows the controversy surrounding John Degada's essay about the suicide of a Las Vegas teen.
1: Hmm. Um, Interesting.
4: Yeah, so it's going to be a limited run that will begin on September 20th. And it says it's going to end on October 18th, but I feel like it's actually going to be longer than that. That's really short. Because I, like, looked at getting tickets for it for when we are in New York. And, like, I guess maybe Dan's run could be limited, oh, yeah. possibly. But, yeah. like, tickets were still available for November. But I, So I'm not sure. But That's weird. Why yeah. would you
3: only do it for that short amount of time? Because Dan is short. I guess whenever he is short. <laughs> but usually,
4: like, sometimes whenever there's famous people doing roles. Like, I know whenever Katie and I are over in London on the West End, um, Orlando Bloom is doing something on the West End, but he's literally only doing it for like two performances.
3: Isn't Ian McKellen doing? Ian something? Ian McKellen
4: is on a play in the West End too, but that's a much longer um, stint. He's like in it for a while. But we're taking two nights to see Cursed Child, so we're not doing another yeah. night on the West End. But yeah, I looked that would at be it. a lot. Um, but sometimes it's just shorter runs when it's like famous people.
1: Weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like show. Biz, I but I don't he's know gonna lingo. play
4: the character Fingol.
1: Fingol sounds so. like uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
4: <clears throat> uh, but yeah, that's all I got. Tickets are for sale now, though. The cheapest are a hundred dollars, in case anyone's curious. Because I looked at it. <laughs> Jeez. Although, there was some, like, flash sale going
3: on. They made them $69. That's probably not going on when this comes out, but maybe they'll yeah, do it I again. Know. Yeah. Maybe.
4: You never know. Yep. I don't know, though. I feel like they wouldn't have that hard of a time selling tickets for it.
3: Yeah. It's Harry Potter.
4: Well. I mean, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's the guy that
2: plays him. It's based on a true story, though. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, the fact checker. Mm, yeah. And then, like, whatever he's fact checking, a lot of it's not facts. <laughs> hmm.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So that was short and sweet. Let's bring <laughs> it to the r- r-
3: r- r- recap. Yeah. All right. So last time the trio could not believe that Buckbeak <laughs> had been chopped. Like the show chopped? <laughs> yes.
1: Mm-hmm. His, You've been chopped. His he dish not was not good <laughs> enough. <laughs> Who's dished?
3: They did not like his ferret puree.
1: Oh.
4: <laughs> Minced ferret
3: a la mode. <laughs>
4: i don't know gross
3: (laughs) and episode title that was quick and easy Uh, (laughs) as they were making their way back to the castle scabbers started freaking out and escaped from ron and we soon find out why that giant black shaggy dog that's been lurking around harry comes bounding out of nowhere he grabs ron and drags him under the whomping willow harry and hermione follow him with the help of crookshanks and discover that's not a dog at all it's serious black
4: remus finds it I mean, doggone it.
1: <laughs> Can't be balls. <laughs> yeah. Did I do that one right?
3: Water Malone. Uh, so Remus finds his way to the shack and we find out he's been having a howling good time all year, really all his life. If that isn't enough to blow your mind, guess what? Scabbers ain't a rat.
1: Uh, he ain't? Nope, he ain't. Mm. He's not a mouse neither. Nope.
2: Ugh, horrible. Or a dribble. (laughs) Okay, so everyone is on on the edge of their seats. Sirius wants to kill Peter. Ron is still adamant that it's not Peter, it's Scabbers. Lupin urges Sirius to wait because they all deserve to hear the whole story. We so begins to tell the trio about their days at Hogwarts and the Marauder's Adventure and even an event that dealt with Snapey Snape. <laughs> then, instead of a hidden Mickey, we have a hidden <laughs> Snape <laughs> under the invisibility cloak with a wand aimed at Lupin.
3: Well done. <laughs> Can we please just look for hidden Snapeys uh, out in the world <laughs>
1: forever <laughs> Would you
3: see a hidden Snapey Snape?
4: <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my God, there was a hidden Snape on that cat. I'm going to post it. I'm going to put a note right now to post that. Oh, literally Snape's face in their fur. That's so weird. Yeah. Is its name Snape? Hidden Snapey Snape. I don't know. Interesting. Okay.
3: Noted. All right. Most hidden Snape in cat picture.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's start by taking our initial reactions. If you remember them from your first read, when you read the last sentence from the previous chapter, an animagus said black by the name of Peter Pettigrew. What did you think? Do you guys remember? I just remember, and I say it all the time, this is the
3: book that made me fall in love forever with Harry Potter, like solidified yeah. everything because of these end chapters.
4: Yes, these last couple chapters are what blew my mind and made Harry Potter like come full circle to me. I feel mm-hmm. like this is the first time that she really throws something in there that totally just changes everything you know i mean like the ending of sorcerers yeah she threw in the whole like coral and snape thing but i don't think that that was as big as this yeah how like they thought it was snape who was getting the sorcerer stone but then it was coral and it's like kind of like whatever you know like coral's not you didn't have any attachment to him at all but like this is the marauders and like lupin building you up to like the Marauder's map and like learning about the history of Harry's dad and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, this to me was bigger than that. Like this was the first big moment where it's like, Oh shoot.
1: Yeah. And
4: I just remember being shocked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm like, wait, but, and like you said, I think in the last episode, you're like these last chapters, like as soon as you finish that chapter, like you're finishing this book that day.
1: Yeah. You have to keep going. Stop. Yeah.
4: A, I mean, unless it, you have
1: super self-control, because right. I don't.
4: <laughs> no, and, like, I feel like with the other books, there was no real chapter that was like that, that like this. Like, the ending yeah. of this book, I flew through this book, because once you get to chapter, like, what, 17, 16, what are we on? Um, I don't
1: know. 18? 18.
4: Yeah, like, once you get to 16, 17, it's like, <laughs> okay, I'm finishing this book today. Like, yeah. I just, and, and I don't, I, I've never had that happen with a book before.
1: mm yeah, I remember I just kept reading. Katie, would you? I just had to keep reading. and yeah.
4: <clears throat> It was just like when they announced it
3: was Sirius who was there, and then like you get to this shack, yeah. and like so much happening at You one think time. one thing, and now all of a sudden, everything that you've thought this entire book is now changing. It was so now I need Cause to know like, why. Because yeah. as yeah. soon as
4: you hear that, you're like, hold on. He's so Sirius dead. is innocent? Right. And like it just makes you because you've had this in your mind that Sirius is this horrible person the whole and entire book him. yeah and yeah you hated like, him the whole time he was framed what mm-hmm. and it just yeah yeah do you remember yep. Sarah Joe's a queen
2: um I probably was along with Ron and didn't really believe it until I finished the book like okay. I'm <laughs> like because you don't know things could still get even crazier
1: that's true so. that's true I'm the type of reader where I just go where the author takes me. So am I. I, like, I, I what just, she says yeah. and I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm I supposed I fall to be for their thinking. traps. Oh,
2: see, I'm like typically like the one person, like if I, She's a as Raven we know, that oh. I, I typically read the end of books. I don't always do it. So there are times like if I don't read the end and I will try to guess. So then at so the it's end, like I can be like, yes. Yeah. If I got it correct. Especially like mystery ones. Are you
1: always like, or, like suspicious? So you don't really trust your author?
2: It depends. I mean, it also depends on if I know my author. Like
4: true. Um, Gosh, who wrote... <clears throat> well, like, Joe had been known to change things in well, the previous yeah. books, so... so like, mm-hmm.
2: But there's, like, people that they write a certain way. Um, My Sister's Keeper, I can't remember who oh, wrote that. Oh, yeah. But she writes very similar. Like, there's always a major twist at the end of it. Okay. So, like, like, My Sister's Keeper, like, the book was going one way, and the end, not... it. Like, the movie and the book are completely different in the ending.
4: Okay.
2: So the whole thing was, like... I did not see that coming. Yeah. So like reading another
4: book of hers, I would know that something, something's going to come up. So the first that, book you read of her is like <laughs> a true first reaction. And then the <laughs> others, you're like, I'm suspicious now. Is that like yeah. Nicholas
1: Sparks for someone? Yes. Oh my God, dies. yeah.
4: Kristen Hanna. Have you ever read Kristen Hanna?
1: She's kind of the same. I don't, I've never read Nicholas Sparks. I've only seen someone a couple dies of in every movies. Last, but I
4: do know that of. My favorite Nicholas book. off topic, The Last Song, if you're going to read one, that's a good one.
2: Okay. I really I liked... um in the notebook and uh, a walk to remember a walk to remember which
4: is a good book
2: <laughs> yeah they're like nice, not, not my
4: kind days. you know um Kristen Hannah's great though as well okay yeah all right so Jody Picoult. oh that's who wrote yeah, oh, so, yeah. <laughs> my
2: sister's keeper Yeah. so she writes a lot of books that like that good I'm sure
1: we had twist. listeners like screaming at their car in their. I always figure, I figure it out all right so we got there guys we got there yes now that we heard our reactions, let's go to the trio. Quote It took a few seconds for the absurdity of this statement to sink in. Then Ron voiced what Harry was thinking. You're both mental. Ridiculous, said Hermione faintly. Peter Pettigrew's dead, said Harry. He killed him twelve years ago. He pointed at Black, whose face was whose face twitched convulsively. Ooh, he's mad. Oh yeah. Okay. I probably have more reading. Um, so Sirius bared his yellow teeth when telling them that he meant to kill Peter. And then he threw Crookshanks onto the floor. Why are you throwing your friend? <laughs> <laughs> and then lunged at Scabbers, who was still with Ron, and he landed on him, causing Ron to yell out in pain. Ouch. Because remember, oh, his, his leg. leg is broken. Yeah. His arm is also bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's having uh, a rough time in the yeah. movie,
4: his leg is bitten, and yes. I don't think his leg actually breaks per se. Yeah, it's just like it's mauled
1: from the bite. Yeah, but
4: I forgot that he got dragged by his arm actually.
1: Yeah, so did until I until
4: I read this again.
1: He got bit, then the leg broke on the tree root when he was trying to keep himself from going into the, into the willow. <sighs> um, Lupin launches himself forward and drags Sirius back from him because they have to explain, right. Harry needs to know the reasons for what they are doing. And Sirius was still trying to claw his way to get to Scabbers. Um, Thank
4: God he's a rat and he's easy to contain, pretty much.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, this could have been... Otherwise,
4: Lupin, I would have been like, shut up, dude. We got to do it. He's going to get away. He does anyway. Well. Oh.
2: That's a big spoiler. <laughs> anyway,
4: people know. Spoiler alert: he <laughs>
2: dies too. Uh, hold on actually, really everybody in that room is going to be dead except for the three youngest ones. Yeah. Yep, you are correct. Including the guy hid- hiding under the cape cloak. whatever cape?
1: the hell it is? <laughs> the invisibility cape. The <laughs> cape. <laughs> what were we going to say? I don't remember. Cool. I'm sorry. Oh, I it's hear okay. my duetta. All right, you owe Harry the truth. Serious. Black doesn't care. Sorry, that was weird because it was like serious, and then I wrote black, so serious black. <laughs> he doesn't care, and he just wants to commit the murder that he was put in Azkaban for. Um, so we find out here, like this is a lot of information, especially for things learned and discussed in seven. Mm-hmm. Um, with the uh, secret keeper and all of that jazz, and. I don't know. Do you guys kind of wish that's like he would have killed Pettigrew just then, or do you think everything should have happened the way it did?
2: I think it's, it's hard. It happens the way it's supposed to happen, but I would have loved him to be dead. But right. at the same time it's you could think about that way back if if they had kept it the secret keepers like they were supposed to, Harry Potter's parents wouldn't be dead and Voldemort might have, you know,
4: rained on. Yeah. Also, like Sirius could have gone to Azkaban for good reason then, you know? I mean like he yeah. could have gone and not had a chance to get out, where at least now, I mean, now I know he doesn't get out legally or, right. you know, nobody ever knows he's really innocent, but he is able to be out of Azkaban, be with friends, be with family mm-hmm. um, until he dies. That's so, which that wouldn't have happened had he killed Peter, I don't think. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that could, I mean, obviously that would have changed everything.
1: Do you think, um, like if you believe that like uh, Sirius could like watch over Harry and all of that, and the way that um, Wormtail actually dies, do you think that he was like, yeah, that's a good way for him to go? Probably, yeah. Probably,
4: yeah. I think so. What
1: do you think? I don't know
2: what you
4: asked.
1: Like, if you think like Sirius can like watch over Harry, you know, after his death and stuff, and then he like can like see the way that Wormtail actually died. Do you think that he would think that that's he a death that suits that, that guy?
2: No, because I think the only way that Sirius would be satisfied is if he killed Peter himself.
1: Mm. I can see that too. Yeah. I can
4: see that, but I'm just thinking like he does. He well, does he, get a death that is deserved. Well,
1: to Harry him. tries to stop it too. You have to if think. I he was tried curious, to I pull like,
4: Harry. Leave him be. (laughs) He tried to walk away, the hand away. Yeah, he does.
1: Oh, Harry's a good man. That he is. Until he's a dad. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so Ron says y'all are nutters, and he tries to move, but dude, your leg's broken, right? He's like. I love that about him because he's still a Gryffindor and he's still Mm -hmm. trying to make things happen even though his leg is broken. Ron is super Gryffindor. Yeah. And he's getting really annoyed with Lupin in Black calling Scabbers Peter and he's trying to force the rat back into his pocket. Um, So I wanted to pull up an article. It's called Behind the Scenes Peter Pettigrew. It's on Pottermore. Um, And it says, embodying a man who has lived as a rat for 13 years is no mean feat. (laughs) no stranger to taking on parts that are little on the erm and glamorous side. However, Timothy Spall, who is the actor who plays Peter Pettigrew. He's such a
2: rat looking guy. He really (laughs) is just perfect, Perfect but everything he's in, I'm like, Oh yeah. Look
1: like a rat. Yeah. Um, he took the test with great gusto and with eerily convincing results. It says, Peter Pettigrew is a very shrewd, cowardly, weak, conniving, audacious, lying little character that is always ready to save his own skin. Apart from that, he's very nice and rather handsome, says Timothy (laughs) Spock, who plays the human form of the rat known as Wormtail to the Marauders and Scabbers to the Weasley family. This is a man who has been a rat for the last 13 years, explains the Harry Potter and Prisoner of Azkaban director Alfonso Cuaron. And he has... I'm sorry. And so he still has to behave and look like a rat. And so there's a really cool image on there um, about the five stages of rat to human. And it kind of goes through, like, his transformation. And I absolutely adore the human sketch. I want to look at it. Yeah. It's... Absolutely amazing! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah,
3: I like the stage after I rat. Loved, <laughs> I love
4: looking at
1: the stage after rat is kind of cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: it's just like crazy. It's cool to see mm-hmm. the different levels of like transforming. He does, he does look pretty accurate.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Timothy. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, so if you go through there, you can see. Um, or you can read a lot about like <laughs> what it takes to be the rat, and then there's a last image, or not a last image, the second to last image is um, from Deathly Hallows Part Two, and he's got the silver hand. Looks like he's still in. Mm. There you go. In the, those clothes from yeah. <laughs> three. Like why didn't you
4: get any new clothes?
1: But that's Voldemort neither here nor has
4: there. other things to worry about.
1: I guess, but if you're raiding all those shops in Diagon Alley, you might as well pick up some <laughs> robes, right? Anyways, so Harry wants to get the story, so he pushes Ron back down onto the bed and gives his attention to Lupin. Harry's not buying anything without proof, and I feel like that's the smart thing to do because a lot of the time he doesn't need the proof, he goes with whatever his gut says. Yes, very trusting sometimes. Yeah, and so I really like this that he's wanting to hear the story and really who wouldn't you know yeah. mm-hmm. um, so a, wh- a s- whole street full of people saw serious murder Peter but black butts in and he says that those people didn't see what they thought they saw muggles
3: they which of course though is like,
4: is. honestly though that's like the typical response of a murderer or like someone who committed a crime right I think like oh well they didn't really see what they thought they saw like oh, okay right all these people saw the wrong thing, but he's not lying. No, nope, that's true. He's correct. Yeah, it's true. But that would still make me, t- um
1: like, as Harry, that wouldn't be enough. Yeah. So Lupin tells them that he was under that same impression, too, until he saw Peter on the map. And the map never lies. And so... He would know. Mm-hmm. Lupin He's like now. Peter's alive. Ron's holding him. Harry. This was what Lupin says to him, and so I wanted to read Harry's thoughts. It says Harry looked down at Ron, and their eyes met. They agreed silently. Black and Lupin were both out of their minds. Their story made no sense whatsoever. How could Scabbers be Peter Pettigrew? Azkaban must have been must have unhinged Black after all. But why was Lupin playing along with him? It is a hard story to believe if you're if. Like think about looking at it on the outside. Well, but think about who he heard that story from—people who he you know respects and trusts. Yeah. So how could they be wrong? And Hermione is the first to speak out of all of this because um, the theory that Peter was an animagus, people would know because of the registry. And she says because because people would know if Peter Pettigrew had been an animagus. We all did animagi in class. With Professor McGonagall, and I looked them up when I did my homework. The Ministry of Magic keeps tabs on witches and wizards who can become animals. There's a register showing what animal they become and their markings and things. I went and looked at per, per, looked Professor McGonagall up on the register, and there have been only seven animagi this Damn. try it this century, and Pettigrew's name wasn't on the list. So Harry takes a moment and I love this, to marvel at the effort that Hermione <laughs> put into her homework. Yeah. Lupin laughs at the genius of Hermione and he says, "Right again, but this time she was missing one key piece of information. The ministry didn't know that there were three illegal and unregistered animagus, animagi, animagi, running around Hogwarts. We actually know of four, right? Because of Rita. Oh.
4: Rita. Rita Skeeter. Yep. We learn about her soon. All right. So Ugh. there's a cool article on um, Pottermore about the wizarding world and a legal Anna guy. It does say. Mag? Magi?
1: Mage. Mage. Mag. I don't know. Animagi. Sure.
4: I think both sound cool. It's like um, tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> so it says here as... Tiffany just said, Professor McGonagall is one of just seven that are registered in the last century. Um, Hermione tells us that the Ministry's improper use of magic office keep close tabs on wizards with this ability. Interesting. Mostly because, look at what Sirius was able to do as an Animagus, right? I mean, he could escape Azkaban because... What department
1: does that? Like, that's a lot of work to do. Like, what if you're just like a regular person and you're, you just want to be an Animagus, right? And... Somebody's going to keep hard. tabs on
3: you? <laughs> right. Yeah. Is it kind of like the trace where like they know every time you transform? I would hope
4: so. Otherwise, they're like skulking and stuff all the time. I yeah. think that probably when it says they keep tabs on you, it just means like if you get in trouble, they know it's you.
1: What if you have to like go in every few months and be like, hi, I'm here. Transform. These are my markings still. I want to you can change. Like could Sirius change his fur color if you wanted to? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think
2: so. No, I wouldn't
3: think so. I think in my section it says something about how because so many things can go wrong as well. Yeah, that's another reason they keep close tabs on it.
4: Yeah. Um, so it says the ability to transform into animals was sometimes a scary business. Though a near riot was caused by a group of fourteen-year-olds from the Ugandan Wizarding School Wagadu at the International Symposium of Animag- Animagi. Their synchronized transformation into elephants (gasps) and cheetahs intimidated some of the older and more experienced witches and wizards.
3: What if you became an elephant? That's amazing. (laughs) You can't be inside.
4: Yeah, Yeah, like, how much could you really do with that, though, you know? What if
3: the first time you did it, you're, like, in this small room and then...
4: I feel (laughs) (laughs) like if you think about it. So, like, they're from Uganda, so it, it would make sense and fit in that area more so that right. they turn into those types of animals. And I would think that you turn into something that matches where you're from. Maybe I would maybe. think because I mean you can't live in Africa and turn into something that doesn't thrive in that environment, you know? Like a whale. Right,
1: <laughs> <No>.
4: <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, because like, what if you live in Hawaii or one of the islands or something? You could potentially turn into a fish of some sort because it would make sense that you're close to water. Yeah, but what if you want to like chill out on land
1: and then you're like a fish? Sucks to suck. I mean, I think you
2: wouldn't die in your anime swarm just because you yeah, weren't in water.
1: You're just gonna like flop. You have to be like to to get to places. Bob, put a bowl. over I, it. Need, it. I need it.
4: Um. So, a little background on illegal animaguses that we know of, which would be James, Sirius, and Peter. Um, They worked for three years to become animagi. I have a real... I'm having real trouble with this. I don't know how to pronounce it, and I keep changing (laughs) it. Um, And they did this to keep Remus company during the full moon because he was dangerous to humans, but not other animals. Mm Mm-hmm. So James was a stag, Sirius was a dog, and Peter is a rat, as we know. Um, So Sirius tells Lupin to hurry up with telling the story about how Peter is an animagus. Um, So they hear a creak in the hallway, but Lupin goes out to check and doesn't see anybody and says that there's nobody there, but this is when Snape enters in the Invisibility Cloak. So he
3: hears everything from now on. So he's hearing this whole thing. Yeah. That's
4: crazy. Yeah, just to like put into perspective so that you guys can understand. Starting now, Snape is listening. So Ron says that the place is haunted, but Lupin explains, no, it's actually not. The reason why people thought that it was haunted is because the Shrieking Shack was built for him to transform. The screams and howls heard from the building by the villagers were actually Remus. Um, During his transformations, obviously. This hurts my soul. So here he already blames himself for this entire situation. (laughs) He says none of this would have happened had he not become a werewolf, which I think is sad. Because, I mean, I guess if you really want to take it back that far, like, yeah, possibly – but you still could have become friends with these people. Yeah. Peter still could have betrayed them. Yeah. Um, he wouldn't have been able to get away like he did, because he probably wouldn't have become an Animagus, yes.
3: Only Remus could put this on his shoulders. I know. I'm just saying.
4: Literally, what this means he is literally he literally tries putting, to carry the
3: world on his shoulders. He's
4: putting James and Lily's death on himself. He's putting Sirius being framed on himself, and he's putting Peter's bad behavior on himself.
0: hmm
1: Dumbledore also does that too? He, he does. Blames, I he mean, does. You're right. He's guilty for a lot of it. Yeah, but he does put everything on him there at the end. He does. You're right. Yeah, I think they're. I mean, that just shows good characters. Agreed. So agreed. they
4: just have they just have good hearts. You know? Yeah. <sighs> so we discussed this in length in our Remus episodes, but from what it says in the book, I'll tell you a little bit about how Remus became a werewolf. So he was very small when he was bit. His parents tried everything, but there was no cure. And the potion that Snape has been making for him is a very recent discovery, Mm -hmm. and it keeps him safe. As long as he takes it the week before the full moon, he can keep his mind when he transforms. So he doesn't fully turn into a werewolf. He looks like one on the outside, but it's Remus on the inside, Um, which is huge, obviously, because then he doesn't hurt himself. He's not going to go out and attack Humans. He doesn't right. have that urge to right. kill or destroy. he literally just curls up in his office, a harmless wolf and waits for the moon to wane again.
1: I kinda wanna I love that term like harmless wolf. I wanna snuggle like a Fozzie bear. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like it's Fozzy when he's like curled as tight in the balls he can get. Yeah. I don't wanna cuddle it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: um so he says before the wolf's bane potion was discovered, he did become a fully fledged monster once a month and it seemed impossible that he would ever be able to come to Hogwarts. Um, Other parents didn't want their children to be exposed to him, but then Dumbledore became headmaster, and he was sympathetic towards Remus. Um, So they took precautions for him, or Dumbledore did. So he says to Harry, I told you months ago that the Wamping Willow was planted the year I came to Hogwarts, but the truth is it was planted because I came to Hogwarts. This house, uh, the tunnel that leads to it, they were all built for me. Once a month, he was smuggled out of the castle into the shrieking shack to transform. The tree was placed at the tunnel to stop anyone from coming across me while I was dangerous. Mm. Oops, sorry, so <laughs> it's okay. So um, Harry is taking all of this in because, like, obviously he's found out now already that Lupin is a werewolf, but now he's getting more of the backstory on it. Like, and and I hope that I hope that Ron is listening closely to this story too so that he can understand mm-hmm. that Remus isn't a monster. He's not something to be scared of. Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, Dumbledore taking him in and being so accepting, I think what has... I mean, this is headcanon, but what I think has a lot to do with that is Ariana, or Ariana, however you want to say it. Yeah. His sister, Um, you know, being who she was and how she was treated. Yeah, she I, was
4: definitely an outcast. I
1: think it made him super sympathetic and empathetic toward people who were maybe not so much accepted by the wizarding community. It made him he has a soft spot for those people, I think. I like that
4: a lot. Because like, you know, when Dumbledore talks about for the greater good, he means it differently than Grindelwald meant it. You know, like they both said for the greater good.
1: Not at first. No, I think he kind of did. No. He wanted, he was with him. He didn't want to get it the way that Grindelwald wanted to get it, but I believe this is true that he was like, it was for the muggles own good. Right. Right. He wanted to do it a different way. He was thinking
4: about it in a different
1: perspective. Yes. But he still wanted wizards to be over. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's right. If I'm wrong, Uh, call me on it. It's been a while since I read. I was right about the wolfish. You were. Oh
3: yeah. (laughs) Someone found that for you. (laughs)
4: That was awesome. Um, So Harry in his mind is saying that he could see where the story was going, but he was listening raptly all the same. The only sound apart from Lupin's voice was Scabber's frightened squeaking. Yeah, I bet you're scared. As you can tell, Peter's getting more scared and more scared because like the truth is finally coming out. This whole huge story. Lightning bolt round. What do you think he's
1: squeaking in those words? <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. I think it's a lot of curse words. <laughs> a lot of swears. You want me a coke?
3: Yes, for the first time.
1: <laughs> there are cokes upstairs. Yes. If you would like to borrow, then owe me, it's like I'm a lone shark. <laughs>
4: Um, so Lubin explains that his transformations back in those days were terrible, it was very painful for him. He was separated from humans so that he couldn't bite them. So because of that, he just bit and scratched himself, which I think is why they had to have um, Madame Pomfrey know because she had to help him after the moon. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, so villagers always said that it was that it must have been particularly violent spirits in that house Mm. because it was screaming that they would hear.
1: I wonder Um, if the Bloody Baron was ever like, I'm going to go there, and then got chickened out. (laughs) Probably.
4: (laughs) Nope, never mind. (laughs) Um, But Dumbledore encouraged that rumor because he wanted, you know, villagers to not approach it.
3: It's like haunted houses, you know, like around Halloween time. They're like, oh, yeah, that did happen in a haunted house one time when it's just they
4: come up with it themselves. This line... This line hurts my heart, though, because Lupin says, but apart from my transformations, I was happier than I had ever been in my life. For the first time ever, I had friends, three great friends, Sirius Black, Peter Pettigrew, and of course, your father, Harry, James Potter.
3: Oof. My heart. Suck it, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) Peter. All right. All right. So he continues on with his story. So James. Katie, I'm
1: looking at your part. (laughs) What you? You just you thrive in this book. All <laughs> <laughs> this book for what? It took her a long time to do. Her
3: I can tell.
4: <laughs>
3: Leave me alone, okay? No, I'm loving it. It's good. So James, Sirius, and Peter couldn't help but notice that Remus was disappearing once a month. I think if you're best friends with somebody, you would kind of, like, catch on to that
4: pretty quick. Pretty quick, yeah. Um, so he would make up all sorts of stories. Like, I think Remus is pretty naive to think that <laughs> nobody would catch on to it, especially if he made friends. I think it's I just wonder, wishful thinking. Yeah. I wonder if other people did. Like, I mean, you're there for seven years, and you're only gone for, th-
3: what, three or four months out of the year? So every other, yeah. how that's a lot of transformations to so someone yeah. not to catch on. Like, he goes away every month. You know what I mean? How long but is he
4: away? Just an I would guess that it might be two
3: a days two? a month because yeah, yeah. he's
4: got to have like a recovery day after.
1: But they can go home right at any time, can they? On the weekends and stuff, like if it lands on a weekend or whatever. I'm sure you could. Maybe Let's see why
3: anybody would stop you.
1: I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Like side along operation, like if you like yeah. go to Hogsmeade and your parents are like Kah! there, and then they're like, "Let's go," because like, yeah. Life is lived outside <laughs> of Hogwarts. You know, no, what if not. somebody's getting married or a funeral yeah. or something, you know? Or like teachers.
4: I always wonder. I'm like, does every single teacher live in the castle? They can't. I would think some have their own lives with families and
1: I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah, cuz how do you have a family? Right. Yeah. You're not
4: going to have your two-year-old running around. The ca- I mean, maybe, I guess. <laughs> no, but.
3: There's a little <laughs> yeah. nursery where the
1: house elves take care of
3: babies during the day. Oh, my gosh, yes.
1: <laughs> so cute. They're day like care. changing diapers.
4: <laughs> Head cannon yep. Accepted. Done. Oh, God.
3: <laughs> so he comes up with all these stories like, oh, my mom's sick. I have to go home and see her because he was absolutely terrified if they found out. They're going to desert him, and these are his only friends he's ever had. He finally has friends. He finally feels like he belongs, like he can't lose them. Yeah. Um, But, of course, they did find out the truth, as we know, and they didn't desert him at all. Quote, they did something for me that would make my transformations not only bearable, but the best times of my life. They became Animagi. Is that how you say it?
1: I don't know. (laughs) We don't know.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So Harry's, like, astounded. He's like, my dad, too? So it took the best part of three years for them to work it out. James and Sirius were the cleverest students in school, um, which is a good thing because... They remind
4: me of Fred and George. They've got to be clever, but they don't have to put a lot of effort into their schoolwork, but they do well. Well,
3: like Hagrid said, um, Fred and George would give them a run for their money. Yeah. Um, Which is a good thing that they were so smart because Animagus transformations can go terribly wrong. Um, Which is, like I said, is another reason the ministry keeps such a close watch on those people attempting it.
4: I would want to learn how to do it. I
3: know. I would, but I don't know. That's a lot of of, of work. Yeah. Um, So Peter needed all the help he could get from James and Sirius, and they finally managed to do it in their fifth year. So I did cover this in an earlier episode, but I... Didn't do a good job of it, so okay. I'm gonna do a proper job of it this time.
4: Um, <laughs> but she's like, I just didn't do a good job. I need to do it again. I just
3: need to do it again. Do it again. <laughs> um. So, Joe did release how to become an animagus, and I guess the whole story is in a short story called Hogwarts mm-hmm. of Power, Politics, and Pesky Poltergeists, which was, I think you can get off. This one of those Audible. ebooks. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the ebooks. Yeah, we
1: have it. You can read it if you. Like. Oh well. So the thing is, is like. I enjoy ebooks. Yes. I read them. I use them for this podcast. I want Give a real it to one. me. Yes. For real, I want to hold it. Yes. I want it on my
3: shelf. I agree. So, these are the steps. There are five steps that we know of the bulk of it. So, step 1, you have to hold a mandrake leaf in your mouth for a full month. You can't take it out when you eat. You can't take it out when you sleep. And if it comes out or you swallow it, you've got to start over.
1: Who's the chicken, Charlie, in the chocolate factory with the gum? Violet Beauregard. Does she like tuck it up <laughs> like when she eats her? In yeah. Well, she no, she puts it behind a her, her ear. ear. Oh, darn. Violet,
4: you're turning Violet, Violet. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So after that, at the next visible full moon, that's very important, you must put the spit-soaked leaf in a (laughs) vial within range of the moon's pure rays. So if the moon is hiding behind clouds or it's not directly visible, you have to start all over with another month of sucking on a mandrake leaf. (laughs) Sucking on it. So you're making a potion, essentially. So it also needs Mm. other ingredients, including dew that hasn't been exposed to sunlight or human feet for a full seven days. Dang. So I, it's speculated that maybe you have to collect this like beforehand. That might be helpful, so you have that in stock. So if you get that far, you have to make sure your potion's hidden out of sunlight. Sunlight is very bad for it. And mm. after that, you have to wait possibly for a while because you can't take the potion until
1: a lightning storm strikes. Interesting. Do you think that sunlight's bad for it because it, you're like, it's like a, it's like hiding you. And like no. you need to be like in the that's dark, yeah. you know, in the shadows. I like that. Yeah. So every day you're
3: waiting for that storm to come at sunrise and sunset. You have to say Amato animo, animo animato animagus. So that can go on for days, weeks, or months. I would try and line it up with summer. Yeah. <laughs> um, So that's like the bulk of it. The rest involves preparing to transform, drinking the potion you're making, and repeating that incantation. So Joe's detailed instructions includes the warning, don't panic. (laughs) Keep on keeping on. (laughs) Um, So Harry asks, well, how did this help you, them becoming Animagus? Animagi? Animagi? (laughs)
4: Um, We're not going to get off of this.
3: (laughs) So Remus is like, they couldn't keep me company as humans, but they could keep me company as animals. Because like Meg said, a werewolf is only a danger to people.
4: Yes. So on our Remus Felix files, we talked a little bit about like if you can remember during your transformation. Mm. I would think that this proves that you probably can.
3: Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah.
1: I agree. Yeah. Because we did speculate on that. Yeah. I wonder though, like, is it just flashes or is it like full memory? Or if it's like, like once you're like in that role for a while like cuz i would assume that when you first transform you're probably like freaking out. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. So i wonder if that has anything to do with it or if you always remember cuz if you oh gosh, if you think about like people like biting other people and then like to you have transform to remember that and like yeah. you
4: couldn't stop it from happening.
1: Yeah. 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 It's tough.
3: Mm. Yep. But he it has to be somewhat clear because this is why I mean he knows just as much about the grounds as the other three. Yeah. So he has to remember
1: some of it. Yeah. Most of it. No, I think I think you remember. Yeah.
2: Well I think they also like once they made the map also went around as themselves, not probably transformed.
3: Yeah.
2: Probably and saw the sights of Hogwarts.
3: Saw the sites
1: I would like to see the sites of Hogwarts. Same.
3: So every full moon, uh, James, Sirius, and Peter would sneak out of the castle under the invisibility cloak and would transform. Peter, being the smallest, would press the knot on the Whomping Willow, and they would slip under the tunnel and join him at the Shrieking Shack.
4: I love how all of them transformed into, like, the perfect things. That don't look weird on the grounds. Not only that, (laughs) well, not only that, but also like there was one that was small enough to be able to stop to push the knot, yeah. And then like Sirius was similar to Remus in being like a dog, but then James was big enough where he could kind of keep up with them, but he was different. Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's just like the perfect combination of animals. Do you
1: think they like match their personalities?
4: Possibly, Sirius is definitely dogish,
1: you guys have to think about that, like, Peter is a rat.
4: Peter's like stags a rat. are pretty proud. But, like, yeah. proud and,
1: like, majestic. S- still rough and tumble, though, with those antlers, you know? Yeah. Like, I think they match the personalities pr- pretty well. Yeah. I, like I would that. hope that I would change into a dog. That's what I'm just...
2: But, like, how big would he have been as a stag to fit in the tunnel under the tree if you, they had to be bent over almost in
1: half? Yeah, how would he get in there? He would just have to get through the hole and then... Transformed back, but the branches are done. So maybe they transformed back into people right before they went in. Yeah, but like what if Remusters are. I don't know. Well, think about what they're doing anyway. They don't they're I mean, very doing something
4: ridiculously dangerous. What is that to them?
1: I don't know, but that's a really good point. Yeah, you can't fit in there. There's no way. No. Those
4: antlers. I guess it depends how big his antlers are though, too. Do you think but they like, grew as he grew? Did he have a little nubs? Oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> I would think
4: that like a stag would still be massive anyways.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean if you're if he's transformed well, if into a full size like an adult version, would probably just have to
4: put his head mm-hmm. down because if you like if you're standing next to a deer like you're probably as tall as their head is, but if they like were to lay flat, their back is probably like if you were crouched. Yeah, but they can't. Really it would probably grow. be similar.
1: Girl. Magic deer, deer guys, magic bigger than magic work. dear Joe. But like. Can we know, like, the, the dimensions of the hole?
4: <laughs> Tell us everything.
1: Yeah. So Remus said, under their influence,
3: I became less dangerous. My body was still wolfish, but my mind seemed to become less so while I was with them. So that had to be, like, really nice to He probably hated summer. Oh, God, yeah. I can't even imagine, like, after say, like, after fifth year, they have a full year of him feeling better, and then that first summer that, yeah. of not being with them again. That would suck. So Sirius starts getting... We don't know. They would have
1: hung out. Yeah, maybe. Uh, But I don't know Wait, don't they say who hung out at uh, the Potters? Sirius. Sirius, yeah.
3: I don't know if Remus's parents would be like, yeah, go down in the cellar with them. It's cool.
4: (laughs) Right. (laughs) They'd probably be like, wait a minute. You're a what? Wait, hold on. You're a wizard. (laughs) Plus, Remus's dad worked for the ministry, so Mm. they probably wouldn't want to
1: tell him. Yeah, but if you have a werewolf as a son, I don't think you're judging people too hard or (laughs) telling on people. True, true. true.
3: So Sirius starts getting impatient, tells Remus to hurry up. He's still watching Scabbers with a horrible sort of hunger on his face. So he's still got that one-track mind, just wants to kill him. So now that they could all transform, there was highly exciting possibilities open to them. They were soon leaving the shack, roaming the grounds, and the village at night. Sirius and James were so large they could keep a werewolf in check. And Remus says, I doubt whether any Hogwarts student ever found out more about the Hogwarts grounds and Hogsmeade than we did, and that's how we came to write them Router's map. And this is where my na- my life changed. <laughs> and sign it with our nicknames Sirius is Padfoot, Peter's Wormtail, James was, that's so sad, Prongs. Oh, is, is, was. I yeah. caught that this time mm-hmm. and had feels. Yeah. So Harry starts asking, well, what sort of dad, or what sort of dad, what sort of <laughs> animal? Sort of dad was <laughs> he? <made a> dad. <laughs> Was my dad a good dad? He's a dead one. Oh! What sort of animal? But then Hermione cuts him off and she's like, that's still really dangerous. Running around the dark with a werewolf. What if you'd given the others the slip and bitten somebody? Yeah, She would bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a thought that still haunted Remus and he says that there were many near misses, but they just laughed about him afterwards. They were young, they were thoughtless, they were just carried away with their own cleverness.
1: Maybe those were the near misses. Getting into the tunnel every time yeah it was all maybe. with james because you <laughs> have to think about how big uh remus would get yeah mm-hmm. and if he was like if if wait isn't he already in there yeah, madam so pomfrey is in come. there so maybe once they get inside the lower level then they transform but then you've got like a stag walking up the steps <laughs> it all's very weird to think about yeah but they
4: would exit <laughs> but what if the womping willow while with transform. you're right okay yeah It's all just... It's weird. I need to to see it. (laughs) canon form.
3: I need to be a fly on that wall. (laughs) Yeah. A billy wig. Yeah. (laughs) Good one. Okay. Uh, So
2: Remus basically tells them how he has a lot of guilt from like those school days for all that they did and he feels guilty for betraying Dumbledore's trust uh. because Dumbledore has su- done so much for Lupin, getting him back, um, getting him to Hogwarts when no other HUD master would have, and he had no idea that Lupin and Co. were breaking all of the rules. He never knew I had led three fellow students into becoming Animagi illegally. I don't know why I just said it like that. <laughs> but I always managed to forget my guilty feelings every time we sat down to plan our next month's adventure, and I haven't changed. And I said, he may be the reason they became Animagi, but they, like, chose to do that for their friend. Yeah, true. just shows you... um, Yeah, but Lupin's going to take that on. Correct. That's how he is. Correct. Yep. So I said, he shouldn't feel guilty, but alas, that's his personality. So the entire year that Sirius um, had been trying to get after Harry, but really Peter... Remus was battling with himself on whether or not he should tell Dumbledore that Sirius is an animagus. animagus we're messing you up. <laughs> and there um, are secret passages into the castle, and he would um, that he knew about, and that Sirius would also know about. Ultimately, he decided not to tell him because it would mean that he would then have to admit to all the things that they did when they were younger, um, breaking all the rules, all that stuff. And Lupin doesn't want Dumbledore to look at him differently. Dumbledore's trust of him means everything to him. He says he let me into Hogwarts as a boy, and he gave me a job when I had been shunned all my adult life, unable to find paid work because of what I am, and I was so convinced myself that Sirius was getting into the school using dark arts, um, he learned from Voldemort that being an animagus had nothing to do with it. So in a way, Snape's been right about me all along. Since Sirius finally takes his eyes off of Scabbers to look at Lupin, and he's surprised with the mention of Snape and asks what he has to do with it, And Lupin lets Sirius know that Snape is a teacher at Hogwarts and that he um, tells the trio how Snape went to school with them. And he also fought very hard against Lupin working at Hogwarts. He had been telling Dumbledore for a long time that Lupin was not to be trusted. And Snape has his reasons not to trust Lupin and friends because um, a trick that Sirius played on him in school that almost got him killed and it involved Lupin... And so Sirius makes a noise and sneered, saying, it served him right, sneaking around, trying mm. to find out what we were up to, hoping he would get us expelled. And I mean, like... No.
1: That's just a tad extreme. Yeah, that doesn't... Because, trying to kill someone because you're sneaking out of the castle? Yeah. Hard. Like, no.
2: being expelled versus literally dying. Like, not about that one.
4: Yeah. Is it all, like, this... This is where... I should have had reservations about Sirius, but then, like, he just became so cool that I was just like, oh, it's Sirius, but now reading it as an adult, reading it as an adult, I'm like, Sirius, you're kind of a jerk sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Yeah.
2: So Snape um, was very interested in where Lupin went every month. They were um, all in the same year at Hogwarts, and as we know, the Marauders did not get along with Snape, to say the least. Mm. And Lupin says that Snape may have been jealous of James with like his Quidditch stardom and all that stuff.
4: And Lily. Um,
2: so one night, Snape saw Lupin crossing the grounds with Madame Pomfrey towards the Wamping Willow so he could go to the Shrieking Shed to transform. He doesn't know this, though. And Sirius thought it would be amusing to tell Snape about the knot on the tree so he could make the Wamping Willow stomp Whomping so he could <laughs> see what Lupin was up to.
1: How do you think that conversation went? Because these two people hate, hate each, each other. other. I thought of that this time, too. So like, yeah. where are you talking? How did it... Why yeah. would Snape trust anything Sirius said? Why would he be
3: like, well, okay, I'll go look. Well, he's a kid. I know, but he hates this guy. Wouldn't he be like, maybe he's
1: trying to pull something on me? I don't maybe know. He, I don't know. It Unless is he weird. was just so maybe, eager to mm-hmm. know. I want to know how it's, the conversation even started. Like, if that's all I know, cool.
4: Yeah, like, what would make Snape be like, oh, I'm going to let him approach me and talk to me about this, you know? I wonder like, if normally they, Snape maybe they were taunting each other.
1: Or or like in class, and Sirius was like talking about it, and he mm-hmm. like on purpose made Said Snape it to over James here to over here, yeah. or something, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't
2: know. So of course Snape tried it, and had he gotten to the house, he would have met a fully grown werewolf. But James had heard what Sirius had done, mm-hmm. so I'm betting Sirius was probably bragging about it,
1: mm-hmm. being like, hey, "I got him." Yeah, to go but it was knob. in the common room. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: So then James went after Snape and pulled him back at great risk to his life. But Snape did get a peek at what Lupin really was.
3: Mm. God, he so got far. That's really
2: close. <laughs> yeah. So Dumbledore made sure that Snape couldn't tell anyone. He literally says in the book he was forbidden to speak about it. Mm-hmm. But from then on, he knew what Lupin was. So Harry's been like, whoa, so that's why that dude hates you. And I said, that's not the only reason, Harry. Not <laughs> yeah. the only reason. Yeah. Then a cold voice sneered behind Lupin. That's right. Professor So Severus Snape, the eavesdropper, pulled off the invisibility cloak and he had his wand pointed at Lupin.
1: Every time I read this, it's like the first time and I'm like, And you can't stop reading. Yes, every time. Like this is the the second chapter in a row where it's like, you gotta roll to the next one. You can't. And that's why when I was texting you however long ago I finished this book, I couldn't stop reading and that's, and I wanted to get all my notes done so I could start (laughs) Goblet and Goblet, you guys, it's so much better than i remember it mm-hmm. to be yeah. it's i'm kind so of excited good. to
4: feel that way because i haven't in a long
3: time oh
1: I, you're, you're gonna you, you're, you're gonna, the, gonna love I'm it sorry
4: somebody asked us on instagram what book would you leave behind you were the only one that said goblet yep and i'm really curious we, do to we see all see say chamber yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah i'm I was curious the only one. to see if your answer will change after reading it again I bet it yes. will. i'll be honest i'm walking
3: into it with an open mind i promise yes. i promise so,
4: because uh, do you remember the last time you read it
3: no, because I always it's, been i like, am I'm gonna do time. a reread. I and always I get through prisoner. to prisoner and yeah.
4: then I stop. Well, not today. Not, not today. <laughs> not this time. And I will say, anytime I did reread Goblet, I skipped the first chapter.
1: God, you gotta. We're not
4: this time. Don't look at this me. is no. This I, is where I we realized that chapter at least twice.
1: <laughs> Harry's, Harry's a seer. This is where you can get a big yeah. chunk of that.
4: I had read in-depth it in depth conversation with I will him. read it this mm-hmm. time but I'm just saying normally I would skip it. Yeah, well normally I find it boring. normal is wrong. out the window. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, lightning bolt round question.
4: I have one. Um at what point would you start to believe Lupin?
1: Immediately when I'd I see that. the transformation.
4: <laughs> really? So at this point you still wouldn't believe
1: I it? I need
3: to
2: see it. I'd yeah. have doubts, reservations as one would say.
1: I'd have Maybe to see the proof it. in the
4: pudding, right? Mm-hmm.
3: But I would definitely give room for explanation just like Harry did. Yeah.
4: I think I would have believed him after he said that they were Mooney Wormtail and Prongs and they wrote the Marauders map. Because yeah, he said the fair. map never lies and like he would know that because he wrote it.
2: Yeah, but like I don't, yeah, know. But he could, I don't even I mean, know if I believe that the map never lies. Like I feel like that's like a very hard statement to say like something's perfect, the map never lies. Right.
3: I'm like mm. But it doesn't.
2: Yeah, but how come no one? His brothers didn't notice that Peter Pedigree was sleeping with Ron.
3: Because they're non-judgmental. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, <laughs>
4: where is he then? Yeah. Well, Peter.
1: Yeah, I don't know. We have no answer for that, dear Joe. Yeah, honestly though,
4: I feel like that was answered somewhere, but I can't remember what the answer was.
1: Mm. I don't want to remember. Well, if you find it, let us know. Plattful. What other? questions do we have? Do you really think that Dumbledore was
2: completely blinded to all of the things they did when they were in school?
1: No. That's a really good question. No. I don't know. I don't think he knows everything, but I think he knew that...
2: Like, I don't think he's dumb. You know what I mean? No.
1: But think about all the things that he does know, and you're like, Dumbledore knows everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you really think he knew that they were
4: Animagi? Well, see, Dumbledore knows, like, like
3: when Harry went and found the Mirror of Erised. Yeah. There's no reason for Dumbledore to know that Harry was walking around and saw the Mirror of Erised. He found that out. Mm. I can yeah, see him like, seeing something like this. But Dumbledore, I, don't I don't think
4: Dumbledore knew that Sirius was innocent. I mean, he no, was scared he whenever know. he... No, he didn't. So like no, but, if he knew that they were
1: Animagi, I'm sure he would have said something. Yeah, but you have to think like this is his school. He's got this. He's got a werewolf under the roof. He's got Madame Pomfrey taking care of him, right? I'm thinking he's probably going to be peeping in a little window, (laughs) watching stuff go down, you know? yeah. He's not going to, every month, he's like, okay, cool, Madame Pomfrey, I'll see you. Thanks for the earmuffs. And not (laughs) chuck up on his little werewolf cub. Pup. I don't know. What do you call him? (laughs) I I don't think he knows
3: about the invisibility cloak yet think that's a james secret still because james gives it to him later so that's oh you mean when theirs. they were at school yeah so that's did, something
1: they have when going did james's dad pass away to pass it down or did he pass it down before
2: probably passed it down before because he was still alive pre-harry being born but like post them i believe graduating hogwarts yeah. yeah so he probably gave it to him when he was like young and, and
4: then he had it didn't at school. give it to albus until like right before they went
1: into hiding right now did they know i'm so off did they know there was a hollow
4: i think that he had suspicions suspicions it was
1: i know Dumbledore. did
4: right oh yeah i know about i'm talking about the potter james
1: james his dad Brenna. whatever i kind of want to say yes because then you have to go to, they believe in the like, definitely hey, Hallow's in the, their their
4: Right, well, because like obviously Harry wouldn't know because James would have never had the opportunity to tell him.
1: I mean, they knew it was something but, special because of how many years it's been around and been passed down, and, and how and like, it's still good
4: condition it is. Correct, yeah. I think that the, I mean that's me. I think that they would know about it because like I would think that you would know your ancestry line.
1: I mean, I don't doubt that they knew that they were part of the Peveril family, but do they believe the story that goes with them? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know.
2: This is a little bit off topic, but there's a, a theory that with the map, the map only shows the name of the anime guy when the user knows that the person is an anime
1: guy. Oh. So that makes sense. Oh, that's a good theory.
4: So it would have just said scabbers <laughs> to Jane. G- um, or or it it anything. Does it show animals? Firstly.
1: So, oh, did it show Mrs. Norris?
2: Yeah. It well, does. It, does okay. not, it does at least. Because um, do you
1: see every kid's animal. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs>
2: I don't know if that's a movieism or not. Okay. Do you want me to read what else they said in this? Or do you want to talk?
3: Is it a movieism that Harry sees Peter on the map? Yes. That's a movieism, isn't it? In the middle of in, it? It. it. But yeah. We just read this book. We, no, it is. It is. Oh my oh God. He, yes.
2: It's the movieism that he sees it on the map. Yes. In the book. P- Lupin. Lupin is the one that sees it.
3: God, I never realized that. Okay. Yeah,
2: Because yeah. this is what it says. Firstly, nobody except <laughs> Professor Lupin can see Pettigrew and Sirius on the map in the um, Prisoner of Azkaban. It's and good. it says, before you say yes, Real we're good. strictly talking about the books, not the film. Why? Okay. Because he'd um, seen the pair transform into their animals many times before. And then Snape travels to the Shrieking Shack at the end of the book three because he sees Lupin and Sirius on the map both were in human form at the time, so he doesn't see Pettigrew because Pettigrew was still scabbers.
4: Mm, that makes sense. And I love it, it so good. Yeah, third that
2: point is um, Rita Skeeter and Goblet of Fire. Um, her animagus is never spotted on the map by Harry. Why? Because Harry didn't know that she was an animagus.
1: I love it. Yes, thank you. So from Reddit. Cannon.
2: It's from Reddit. Thank you, Reddit um, person. Theorist, a weird name that I can't spell.
1: What does it start with? Just give us the first letter. A
2: N U R A G K A D I Y A L A. Thank you. you. (laughs)
1: DIY.
4: Theory is DIY. Well, that theory fits, and I like it. Yeah, I'm
2: I'm gonna copy this article from Radio Times. Yes, I got
1: sweaty.
4: So sweaty.
1: I love it. All right, any more um, questions? What I asked would a few. You throughout, so.
4: want to turn into
1: dog? I say it every time. Fozzie bear. I want to be I Fozzie bear. Like an That's eagle. very rare. That's really hard. Fire or rare. Like an eagle
3: mm. to the sea. I feel like I would turn into a dog, but I'd want to be a cat. Why would you think that you would be a dog? I just feel my personality is more dogish than cat. Breed? Because you're loyal. Yeah. Cats are loyal.
1: That's true. <laughs> Uh, you're being generous. <laughs> my cats are loyal. Most yeah. cats are not, though. But my little kitty is. Teddy That's not is how
2: you loyal. say Allah. It's I two figured I spelled words. it wrong. It's "a" ah and then la mode. Got it. I and and I believe it. the first A has an accent, but I don't know which accent it is.
3: I will look it up. All right. What breed of dog are you? I don't know.
1: I don't know. Mm. Can we give her a breed? Yeah, what give breed give do you breed. think Katie would be? A Labrador, a lab, a labby. No, they're
4: very
2: energetic. You don't seem like someone that has a lot of energy all the time.
1: Oh, yeah. mm, hold on. I can, but yeah, not all the time. I feel right. now it doesn't match your size, but That's a Great Dane, a Great Dane. <laughs> Wait, <Sweet>, dogs. <laughs> <because laughs> they will be energetic, and they have like their little like spurts, but then on the whole, they just like to lounge. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah.
4: Taylor Swift's parents have a Great Dane. Its name is Kitty.
1: <laughs> that was your I got a girlfriend moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. No, I love, I like those dogs.
2: <laughs> I, don't know I wanted I would, a Great I... Dane for a long time. It's a great dog to have. Like, I mean, you probably can't have an apartment because they're very big. They're very big. They, you can't take them on like, super long walks. Yeah. And, like, because they have joint
4: issues and heart problems.
3: I'm gonna get a yeah, mandrake like leaf and I'm gonna do the thing and then I'll be your part-time Great Dane. <laughs>
4: okay. <laughs> she like. I don't know pet. what I would be. I think I'd like to be a fox, but you can't match your Patronus, right? It doesn't. It it, has usually, to be, I, it usually doesn't match your Patronus,
1: right? I think it's. Oh wait, no. But personality. personality. Hold
2: on. I think it depends. What does it, it say? It can match your Patronus at the top. I think, but it doesn't it always. Says. I think is how would they say it?
0: Yeah.
4: Hmm. <clears throat> rather like Patronuses. The creature they become cannot be chosen, but reflects an aspect of their personality.
3: I think I had something to do, but continue. I don't know what I am One of those be.
1: Siamese cats. Me? Yeah. Siamese, am I talkative?
4: If you please. Siamese cats are very talkative.
1: <laughs> no, I feel like you're a little bit sassy, but you still like to snug the people you love.
4: So you're comparing me to the cats in Lady and the Tramp?
1: Yeah. <laughs> evil your no, animagus
4: no. <laughs> and patronus animals can be the same
1: that's pretty cool
4: it they they may not be though okay because what if you become an animagus at a different part in your life that you learn a patronus and your personality may have changed by then you well, know you know
2: that your patronus can change
1: well i guess yeah
3: but i don't think your I animagus no. can. no
1: no i don't think your it patronus
4: changes can yeah that's what i'm saying that's why it could be different yeah
1: ah i see So, maybe it was the same in the beginning, and then later in life it changes. Mm -hmm. I pick up what you're throwing down. (laughs) (laughs) All right, any more questions? Mm-mm. I don't think so. It's All a short right. chapter. Let's roll on through this because I uh, got my uh, I'm going to say something to that's
2: kind of controversial. I'm ready for us to be done with this book. I'm, <gasps> I'm ready for not. goblet.
3: I'm, I'm not. not. Like this, this is book. where I love to live, right here. I'm excited to get it done. I'm not going <laughs> to lie
1: because I'm ready for goblet. I'm ready to get. I'm. I'm ready. F- this makes me sound like a terrible person. I'm ready to get dark. I'm ready. F- I'm ready too. to get dark. Yeah. I'm ready to get seedy. But I'm this ready starts to get. To get dark. Yeah, this is where I want to get dark.
4: <laughs> Bro, the end. We'll of, say, I love the end of this book. Godwood is
2: going to take us a long time, and I'm going to get over that real quick too. Not real quick, but I'm going to be over way before we like finish it.
1: Will you like? Change? it's going to take us. Boston.
2: It's going to take us into July, probably August of next year.
1: Yeah, it's going to take almost a year.
2: Long time.
4: Which means order will take a year, probably.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, what's the biggest book? Isn't it? Yeah. 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 All right, I love this next listener coming up. We've gotten to know her quite well.
3: So this fan story comes from Staffrana. Staffrana. (laughs) Staffrana. Staffrana. When you get married, I'm still going to call you Staffrana. Yeah, I cannot (laughs) call you anything else. (laughs) She joined us for um, Mm -hmm. Remus's character analysis on the Felix Files. So if you'd like to hear some more from Staffrana, check that out. So she says, Hello, ladies. I've been a loyal listener for a whole year now, so I guess this is a good time to finally share my Potter story. My initial foray into the Potterverse was when I was nine years old. The first movie was released that year, and I decided to read the first book before I went to see it. Smart because I didn't do that. Being in fourth grade, it was a year or two above my reading level, so my teacher told my parents that it was too difficult and I shouldn't have been reading it. My parents had Who on
1: that teacher? (laughs) Yes.
3: My parents had some choice words for her and mm. encouraged me to read whatever I wanted. Yes. With my parents' support, I devoured books one through four, and from that moment on, I was completely enamored with the wizarding world. When Deathly Hallows was published six years later, I spent the better part of a day locked in my room reading, and I sobbed so hard when it was over. Same. I never picked up the books again after that because I didn't want to lose the feeling that they gave me the first time, so mm-hmm. I spent the next eight years watching the movies on pretty much a constant loop. It wasn't until probably my 50th rewatch of Half-Blood Prince that I realized I was so saturated with the movies that I couldn't remember most of the major plot points that the movies left out. Mm. I totally understand. I
4: did the same thing.
3: So I asked my now fiancé for a new set of books for Christmas. Mm. That first reread felt nearly as magical as it did 14 years earlier when I first picked up Sorcerer's Stone. I was halfway through my first year of grad school, and at this point... And these wonderful at this point and these wonderful books helped me through a really difficult adjustment period better yet that reread set me up to eventually find all of you amazing people hmm. I found Swish and Flick purely by chance and since then my love for this series has increased exponentially this series has done more for me as an adult than it ever did for me as a kid I'm much more confident being who I am, and it's brought me into a world full of awesome, like-minded Potterheads who always have my back. If someone had told little nine-year-old me that one day I would have friends halfway across the country and on the other side of the world because of Harry Potter, I would have thought they'd been confunded. Nah. Much love to my Swisher fan, Stefana. Thank you, Stefana. Some parts of that literally gave me chills. I love it. I like,
4: I'm trying not to cry because it's <laughs> so
0: good.
4: It, it was, was just really like, well, it, just, yeah. it really reminds me of me, Yeah, where and I didn't just read them once and set them down like I did do multiple rereads, but I did saturate the heck out of myself with the movies. Yeah. And when we got together to talk sorcerers that first time, Mm -hmm. it had been the first reread I had started in a while. Mm. And reading just the first one again was just kind of like, oh, this is magical. Here it is. Like it's home. Yeah. So I, I get it because I was like, oh, my gosh. And then, like, the more we would talk about it, I'd be like, is that a movieism or is that in the book? And I'm like, I need to stop. It's I want to read them hard. more. It
3: just happened to me now. I did not realize that in the book, Harry does not yes. see Peter um, Pettigrew. Hello. No, he doesn't.
4: As much as I love Dan and, yeah. Emma and <laughs> Rupert.
3: There's nothing like, you know, the original...
4: I also wish that I would have done what she did and read the first book before I saw the movie because then I would have had like my own ideas of what they looked yes. like, but to me Hermione's always been Emma, Ron has always been Rupert and Harry has always been Dan. However, you
1: know, I I think I I read it before I saw it, but so I don't right. remember what the I remember thing? I pronounced Hermione incorrectly. Hermione. Yeah. I think I, I said her her Hermione or something like that in my head and then you hear Hermione. it on screen and I was like Oops.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh
1: but as yeah. far as they looked i'm not sure because yeah you do get the pictures in your head of what things should yeah. look like and be and then when you see them on screen and you go back and read it then you just usually you'll picture what you see on the screen but
4: i mean i did get to experience the whole like picturing characters in the later books right right like, i was gonna say but that. like yeah. i just with the trio like i wish i would have had a chance to picture them in my head yeah but alas that's with. okay
3: Side note, I actually really like a lot of fan art has Harry with like a darker skin tone. I actually really okay. like it a lot. Can we well, post some seen of that? that? Yeah. I have not seen that.
1: I really like it. I've Hermione. seen Hermione, Hermione. Well, yeah, I like her. It's headcanon. Like too. Uh, not headcanon, but like, well, she isn't said either way. Yeah. Right. I think she, you should picture him however you want to picture him.
2: Right. Yeah. When I, because I read all the books that um, I think four were out. Before the first movie came out, Mm -hmm. and I read all of them before I watched the movie.
1: Did you love that Hermione had curly hair?
2: Um, in the books, I did not like her hair in the movie because
1: (laughs) it was not good. In the the books, yes, yes, when you read it, were you? It
2: wasn't. That is not curly hair. It's bushy.
1: It's (laughs) bushy. All she says in the book
4: is bushy. Yeah, but like, there's a
2: difference between like the stuff that they did to her hair and like actual like you can tell like that's a fake (laughs) bushy hair. Like, no.
1: We've talked about this so much. But in the I, books, I in the books, that she did had, you like hearing that she had big curly hair like, yes. like you? Yeah. See, I love when you can see a bit of you in a character. And that's when you well, can really develop a love of reading.
2: That's what's good about her describing Hermione. She kind of leaves it up to you to... Is she like what color is she her is skin Because she, she never really talks you know? about it. Like mm-hmm. all you hear, is she's got big teeth, brown eyes, and bushy hair. Mm-hmm. And who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah, I like that.
3: I like, I like it, I too. like hearing something different from the norm because it makes you think. And you're mm-hmm. like, well, why? What doesn't matter? Why you know? can't I have why? it this way? Yeah, I can't
4: wait to see, see it. However you want, yeah. With like that image of Hermione, yes. yeah.
1: So. I agree. All right. Are there any more questions or are we going to move to our social social media blip?
4: So we can be found on all of the different social media platforms. You can find us on Facebook, we're Swish and Flick Podcast, or on Twitter and Instagram, at Swish Flick Cast. You can also find us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel. I actually just uploaded, well, this will have been a week ago, but I Mm -hmm. uploaded our beautiful video made by our Swisher fam, um, to our YouTube page so that you can easily find it. Yes. If anybody who doesn't have Facebook who hasn't seen the video yet, if you go to our YouTube channel, you can see the amazing anniversary video that our fans made for us, and yes. it is amazing. So yes, it's on our YouTube page now. Uh, check it out. You mm-hmm. can find us on Patreon for exclusive access to the Felix Files and also a chance to be a guest on the Felix Files at Patreon.com forward slash SwishFlickCast. Thank you to all of our patrons. We love and appreciate all of you. (laughs) Um, Also, a huge round of patron packages just went out, so be on the lookout for them in the mail. You will get your purple envelope. (laughs) (laughs) That deserved a double bow. A double bow. (laughs) bow. Uh, bow. And lastly, all of this information and more can be found on our website, SwishFlickCast.com. You can find... Also, all of our merchandise.
3: Everyone looks good in Swish Swag. Everyone.
1: Everyone. I love my Swish Swag. I wear it proudly. Yes. All right.
4: Uh, So, other projects that you can find Katie and I on are Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. We're doing a rewatch or a first watch of all of the Disney films in chronological Mm -hmm. order. We just did Lady and the Tramp this weekend. So... Go find that and listen to it. If you like Lady and the Tramp, it was a uh dog
1: on good time. What does she say? He's <laughs> a tramp. But they He's love a him. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, and if you want
3: some other cool swag, head on over to Occio Designs on Etsy. Pick up some Potter Posters, posters.
4: and handmade knitted. House scarves and blankets.
3: Yeah, it's getting a little chillier out. It is today. It's rainy and karate outside. It so is. you want to prep for that winter coming up?
4: Prepare for Hurricane Florence. I mean by She's the time here. you listen to it, it'll <laughs> be gone. She so, better be gone. This she is her right gone.
3: here. All this rain. Yeah, <sighs> Florence. Oh Florence. Not you, Florence. What
2: does she have to Florence? say
1: about the hurricane?
2: I have nothing to say about the hurricane. How would you say that? How would you say what did um I don't associate with them. Okay. <laughs> Not the same.
1: All right. I take well,
2: no responsibility for it. Good.
1: Stay innocent. Stay innocent. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing!
4: Just in my voice. <laughs> um. I just wanted to pull up. I was gonna. Yeah, here they we are. We'll talk a little bit. U-gadu. U-gadu. How do you pronounce that? Wagadu. Wagadu. I don't know. The school? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I wish that she put like a phonetic spelling. Yeah. Wagadoo.
3: There- or it's probably like Wagadoo or something. You know what I mean? I it's Wagadoo. Oh, there. Yes. She has a phonetic spelling. <laughs>
4: Does you know she? It's it. w-a-g-a-doo. wagadoo. Or Wagadoo. I think Wagadoo would w- be W-H-A, right? Wah.
1: Yeah, so Wagadoo. It's so a
4: Wagadoo. Yes.
1: Wagadoo. He's
3: like, what? what I could do. how about you? <sighs> all right.
0: Yeah, Waggadoo, do. Check it Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it